Yesterday, I rode home on the subway with a mermaid. That's not literally true, of course. Literally, I rode home with two mermaids. And one of them had a daughter with her who did not seem to be a mermaid. She looked pretty normal. But what's normal? I was trying not to stare. But what do you do when you find yourself on the Broadway local with a mermaid? With two mermaids. Now, one mermaid was kind of low-key. I knew she was a mermaid, mainly because she had a turquoise scarf on her head, and she had dressed all in turquoise, which I don't think she would have done had she not been a mermaid. But the other one there was really no mistaking. She had golden scales up and down her body, and her hair was braided and interlaced with seaweed. She was there on the number one with no sense of self-consciousness. It's New York, after all. But her daughter sat down right next to her, there on the subway seat, with no sense of embarrassment, looking completely normal. But what's normal? Of course, I quickly figured out that this weekend was the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. I'm clever like that. And that where these three were just coming from, it would have been the non-mermaids who would have stood out as not normal. Muggles in a mermaid world. When I got home, it was time to leave again because Charlene and I had been invited by some Muslim friends to join them at an iftar, the meal that concludes each day of fasting during the holy month of Ramadan. So we headed down to the Islamic Center at NYU, a lovely place, When I got there, I was introduced to another guest, a Baptist fresh from South Carolina, who said to me on the way into prayers, the prayers that come before the meal, I'm going to stick by you because I've never done this before, and maybe we can just sit in the back and watch. I told him that I usually line up in the back row and do what everyone in front of me does because the way to stick out is to sit back behind and watch. If we take part in the prayers, we can have a chance of blending in. He seemed a little nervous. And I wondered during the recitation of the Quran and the repeated refrains of Allahu Akbar if he was feeling uncomfortable, maybe disloyal to his own faith. But by the end of the prayers... He grew more and more comfortable, readily kneeling with me, touching his head to the floor in that beautiful act of submission to the holy, and I think we were looking pretty normal. But what is normal? After, at dinner, one of our hosts told us that a couple of days before, they had arrived at the center for an iftar, only to find a large Jewish group outside wearing kippah on their heads, and holding signs, and they wondered, what was up? But it turned out to be an LGBTQ group from one of the synagogues, and the signs all said things like, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan blessings, and welcome to the village. (laughs) He further said, our host, he said, I think marginalized groups feel closer to each other in these days. I don't think that would have happened in a normal year, he said. But what's normal? In today's scripture, 
Jesus is sending his disciples out with a plea. Don't be normal. Just don't be normal. Don't blend in. Be who you are. Disciples of mine. Friends of God. Random healers of the sick. Strange raisers of the dead. Casters out of demons. Suspicious looking bringers of good news. Be that. Don't be normal. Jesus himself was pretty far from normal. You may have caught on to that if you've read your Bible. This homeless rabbi, this lover of lepers, this feeder of the forgotten, this befriender of women and defender of prostitutes, this gatherer of the outcasts who journeyed, let's face it, with a bunch of well-meaning jerks who never knew and never figured out just what he was getting at. Just in case you wondered, almost nothing Jesus did could really be described as normal. And the Gospels are full of the ways Jesus paid the price of not being normal. So in today's lesson, this, this is what Jesus is doing. He's inviting his friends, his disciples, his followers to join him on this journey of the abnormal, this journey of healing, his journey for justice, his journey away from the normal. As I was thinking about this, I realized that Christians are at risk of appearing normal. A rabbi friend once explained that he wears a kippah, a yarmulke, as a kind of bumper sticker, saying to the world, hey, I'm a Jew and I'm proud of that. I am proud of what it means for how I'm supposed to live my life. And a young Muslim friend told me more recently that she had begun to wear a hijab, a headscarf, because she was weary of trying to blend in and trying to look normal and wanted to claim and reclaim her faith in a public way that said, this is who a Muslim is, not what some other people would like you to think. But Christians... We're at some risk of blending in, except if we follow Jesus. And then, like the 60s song says, they'll know we are Christians. How? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one of a certain age here. By our love, by the way we love on everybody, everybody, from Muslims to mermaids, everybody, from homeless people to hate-mongering people, everybody, and of course, everyone in between. Want to stand out? Try loving the unlovely. Try loving the unlovable. Try loving the unloving. I try to take that advice sometimes. Not all the time. That's another way you can tell I'm not Jesus. But sometimes. I have this friend, this clergy friend. He's my friend because he's my friend, not because we agree on anything. And this year at our annual conference, he managed to spew a line of unreasoning that in my book took homophobia to this whole new level. And at the end of a tirade, he said kind of meekly, because he was the only one in the room going like that, I'd be happy to meet anyone at Dunkin' Donuts to talk about this. We ignored him. 
But then at the end of this session, this kind of Jesus-y thing happened to me. And I ran and I caught up with him as he walked out alone. And I said, hey, friend, I'd be glad to take you up on that. Hasn't happened yet. I confess I haven't been exactly eager, but we went as far as exchanging cell phone numbers, and yesterday I actually remembered to text him and say, how about that cup of coffee? To follow Jesus, you need to be able to stand out. Stand out in the way of love. You need to find a way to love on everybody in a way that might just make you stand out. You might find yourself needing to stand for something in a way that makes you stand out, not for your own sake, but for Christ's sake. This year for the Gay Pride March, I want to make a a big cross to carry. To say to anybody who cares, hey, people who follow Jesus, people who take this cross thing seriously, love you. Okay, I'm going to paint it like a rainbow. (laughs) But I have this feeling that given the choice, Jesus would have painted his cross like a rainbow, because he's like that, different like that, abnormal like that. For this year's Pride March, a nutty idea struck me, another nutty idea struck me. We always offer communion on the street while we wait for our turn to head out and join the endless parade. This year I thought, maybe I'll invite our new bishop to co-officiate with us at communion. So I wrote to him. I Facebook messaged him because that's the only way I found to get a reasonably quick response. He's a busy guy. I wrote to him a week ago and got no answer. But at least I tried. You can't count people out without giving them a try. But I know what some people would make of it if he were to come and to offer the gifts of God to the people of God in that place at that time. And you don't get to be a bishop by taking risks. Then yesterday, out of the blue, comes this message. Greetings, Kay. So sorry to be late in my response to you. Busy week. Thanks for the invitation. Sally and I would be most happy to be there. I just have to make some shifts in my schedule. I need to know about logistics, when to arrive, how long you anticipate it lasting, (sighs) what to wear. Oh, I thought that is tempting. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for the invitation. Looking forward to hearing from you. Have a blessed weekend, Bishop. Bishop, welcome! Welcome officially into the Church of the Abnormal, you know, the Church of Jesus. And I think he does know. I think he does know because he's been baptized into this strange thing we only pretend is normal. The Church of Jesus, the homeless rabbi, the lover of lepers, the feeder of the forgotten, the befriender of women and defender of prostitutes. Jesus, not normal. Today... Oh, now you're all quiet, Finn. Today we have baptized Finn into the church of the abnormal. I'm sorry, Finn. If you had a chance to be normal, which is kind of doubtful given who your parents are, but if you had a chance to be normal ever, I think we have blown it now. 
because you have been baptized into the abnormal, this abnormal Jesus thing, where we're called to stick out and to stand up and to stand out, not to blend in. We're called to be the mermaid on the uptown local. We're called to put our weird faith on display for anybody to see. We're called to love on the folks Jesus loved in the outrageous and extravagant way that Jesus did that. You with me, Finn? We're called to follow Jesus, not with words, but with our lives. With our lives. Let's pray about that. Jesus, lover of the hard-to-love, journeyer with jerks like us, save us from the normal. Help us to know how to follow you, not with words, but with love. In the name of the God you love, the God who loved us before we knew what love was. Amen and amen.